another week has passed. We are on a roll. We are up to episode 147 of the Parkrun Adventurers, or episode four of season four. How about that, Mel? Oh, I like that. Yeah, we're, I've started labelling our episodes this year under seasons because that's becoming a thing in the podcast world. Yeah, but I mean, if you if you compare it to seasons on like Netflix, they all only go for eight episodes. <laughs> so we could have we're halfway through the season already. Yeah, do you see where I'm going with this? <laughs> it's going to be a short year. It could <laughs> and be after a very your short bombshell year. last week, where you dropped that on our, our listeners that you're having another baby, which means that I'm going to be looking for a co-host. Which means let's make the most of these remaining few weeks together and just put in top-notch podcasting. <laughs> but see, here's the thing. I only had one week off after Wes yep. was born. Yep. No, but then I had a few weeks off, so you, we, we sort of stretched so, it out. So it seems yeah. like, yeah, you, you took paternity leave <laughs> I did, yeah. for a child that wasn't yours and living in a different state. <laughs> well, I'm putting my foot down this year, Mel. Oh, okay. I've, um, I've made plans without you knowing. You, you will be replaced. I've lined up your replacement. Oh. Um, and um, we're going to give you a nice break. We're going to give you Whether all the time I want you need. Or not. To be exactly, to bond with your new child and <laughs> assimilate the family of, into four. I'm going on park run matern- a parkrun podcast maternity leave, am I? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Do As I-, I said, I'm putting my foot down, so you don't have a choice. Okay. Do I go off before the baby is born? Like, how, how does it, this all work? I don't know. But we've got to work out the, the timing and the logistics of all that how it's going to happen but um, look this episode is all about we're going to get you excited for the parkrun adventurers listener meetup we've got the legend from highlands gary murphy coming on the podcast shortly and he's going to inform us all about what's happening it's and not that's long to go now it's a month away so like that might be a, a sort of a nice time to what a, what, a, what a good way to send off before you go on your maternity leave no you can't do that to me <laughs> You're going to make me waddle around the beaches eight months pregnant and then not let me podcast anymore after it. Oh, maybe I'll give you an extra week. Oh, gee, thanks. <laughs> when did you become the boss of this podcast, can I just ask? Because last yeah. I heard we were supposed Season to be co-hosts. One, one. <laughs> oh, and I've been, I've been recording with you all this time, all these years, and I never um, really fully knew. Under a false illusion. Mm. Yeah, hey, but I always let you go first when you tell me where you were on the weekend because you were hobnobbing it with all the park run. What do we call them? Well, they're, they're not celebrities. They're, they're ambassadors. They're our, yeah, they're ambassadors. Our lifeblood. I was, but you don't always let me go first. I'm sure you go first sometimes. Are you going to make me go back and listen to all our episodes <laughs> just to see whether or not this this assumption is true? Yeah. Are you up to date with our episodes? Have you listened to every one of our episodes? I don't think I've listened to every one of our episodes. I'm halfway through last week. I am trying to catch up. I have had a couple of fairly long drives this week, which, is, which has helped me get caught up on podcasts. So, well, I'll tell you what, this is a great segue. I'll go first. Because on my way to Parkrun on Saturday... I was traveling alone. I was heading to Studley's third anniversary and I was listening to podcasts on the way. 
And uh, one of my favourite podcasts at the moment is this little podcast out of the UK called With Me Now. <laughs> it's one of my faves too. It is, it is. And we, we love Danny and Nicola, and as we've stated many times before. But on this particular episode, Mel, old mate Denny had a crack at you. At me? What for? He, he questioned your integrity. He called you a cheater for manipulating stopwatch bingo. Or trying to manipulate stopwatch bingo. Now, there are rules in Parkrun that we have to follow. <laughs> in in Parkrun, yes. Yes, in the Parkrun world, there are rules that we have to follow. And then there are other guidelines. And then there is stopwatch bingo, where I would suggest no rules apply. <laughs> so with Danny's, Danny's words fresh in my mind, I knew that I have one remaining time in stopwatch bingo. 48 seconds is all I need. So again, with Danny's words ringing in my head as I approach the end over the five kilometres at Studley Park Run, across the bridge, it's a great suspension bridge there. You should, you remember it? I no, do remember you? it, yes. It is a great bridge. So, so I crossed that bridge and I looked down at my watch and it was like it was a 48 seconds and I was nearing Ooh, the end. Yeah, you're only yeah. like 50 metres from the finish line really when you crossed the bridge that last time. So I, I was determined to manipulate to get my 48 seconds. <laughs> don't tell me. Don't tell me you, you've beaten me to the stopwatch. You can call bingo and stopwatch bingo already. Well, here you go. So I get to I get to the finish line and I pull up about 10 metres short and I've got like 30 seconds to go. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? Because it's like, what do you do? Do you just sort of stop and you whistle and, you know, you, you can see the volunteers looking at you wondering what the hell you're doing. So I literally stop. I literally stop, and the time keeps going, keep coming, keep coming. Like they think that I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> like you don't know where the finish line is at the event that go, you no, launched. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Hey, nobody knows me there anymore, so it's great. Yeah. So I'm just waiting and waiting, and then like all these people start coming through. <laughs> 30 seconds is a long time. And they broke the record at the study. Like it's over 300 people. So I'm, I'm waiting, but that's cool. I don't really care. I, I just jogged around anyway. Yeah. So I'm waiting, I'm waiting. And, um, then I looked down at my watch and I'm like 10 metres away and I panic. It's, it's about 43, 44 seconds. <laughs> but then these group of young girls come through at the same time and then I'm the guy that's sprinting <laughs> to try and get across. So I did the gentleman thing and said, oh, look, no. <laughs> you guys go. <laughs> and then, of course, you know what happened. I missed my <laughs> because I was too too much of a gentleman. I was being too polite. I didn't want to sprint across the line to get it. But I was so bummed because I I, I knew I was doing it. I watched the timekeeper at the start, her finger to press on the. So you, using the you app. get yours as close as possible. Yourself. Exactly the same time, and I crossed the line, and my watch said the same time as the as the, time the as official. Time. The official time. Yeah. <laughs> Which was what in the end? Was it 49 or was it 50? Oh, I think it might have been 50. Mm. Yeah. Might have even been 52. I can't remember. <laughs> as soon as I crossed, I knew I'd blown it. <laughs> I'm just picturing it <laughs> with all the girls running in and you're <laughs> trying to beat them because there is that panic. Like when you've stopped uh, or, or you've slowed down so substantially, it's like, 
but I don't know how to pace at that pace. Like, <laughs> how many meters? How many? How fast do I cross five meters in general? Yep. Like, can I do that in ten seconds, or is that too fast or too slow? It's it's an art form. <laughs> oh dear, Scotty! Thank you for the laugh. That was that was priceless. The moral of the story, or the tale of the story, is you know maybe don't try and um, manipulate. You stop watch bingo. Just let it happen. Oh, well, see, this is the thing. Okay, and I, I will confess, I, I did hear their podcast. Um, oh, what day? Yeah, uh, yesterday. Um, so I knew he had a bit of a crack at me, but I, I don't take these things too seriously because I, I kind of disagree with with the let it happen naturally. Like the people chasing their alphabet, they're not letting the letters happen naturally. The people who are chasing Wilson Index, of which Danny and Nicola are actively doing, they don't let those events happen naturally. So I'm not entirely sure why bingo's different. And I kind of thought, okay, well, maybe it's because it's supposed to be a game of chance. Like the actual game of bingo is it's all about your luck and the luck of the draw. But if that were the situation, we'd all start with different playing cards and we've all got the same card. Everybody's looking for the same numbers. So, you know, it just doesn't make much sense to me. Not going to hold it against you, Danny, in case you were worried. We tackle all the big issues here on the Parkrun Adventurers and let's put that to bed. Let's never discuss stopwatch bingo ever again. Let's just let it, let's just let it happen because we know you've got it. Let's just let it happen for me. When it happens, it happens. Well, I, I haven't got it. I still have two two, oh. two things to get. So it's still a competition, Scotty. I will be okay, bringing it up Scratch that. Again. I can delete that. I can delete that. I can delete that. Delete everything I just said. I'm not paying attention. It's on. <laughs> it's on. It's a race. Like Donkey Kong. <laughs> it's a race to, to watch bingo. By um, any but, means uh, necessary. <laughs> that wraps up my uh, park run from the weekend. I was representing the, the Backwoods Hat Club because they had a hat theme because it was their third anniversary. It was their hat trick of oh. anniversaries. Get it? And hats off to the volunteers, I hope. Yeah, you've done this before. Now. Tell me about Stone's Corner. Stone's Corner was awesome. And um, we know or or our uh, regular listeners will know of Stone's Corner as being the home event of Mr. Fax and Haystack himself, Ian Hay. And I will be honest, I have been avoiding Stone's Corner in the summertime because uh, rumour has it that it's quite exposed, it's not too shady and that it can get really quite warm during the summertime. And technically, if I was going to pick a time of year to, to attend, it probably wouldn't have been in February, which is like kind of the peak of the hot season really um, where I live. But it was set as the particular date to catch up with a whole bunch of Southeast Queensland event ambassadors, and I did not want to miss out on that, nor did I want to miss out on the opportunity to get a new event when you were returning to one you'd already been to before. So went we did to Stones Corner Park Run. Um, based on the scale that we're rating everything, Wesley gives this park five out of five once more. In fact, though, 
I think if he could have given this one six or seven out of five, he would have because he had the most fun at any of the parks he's ever visited after a park run. The slide is just perfect for a child of his age. You know, it's got the right gradient. It's got the right amount of slippage. It's not too grippy. It curves around a corner with the, the right sides on. Somebody was bang on gone. You know what? I'm making a slide for a 20-month-old chubby little boy. That's what they were designing when they designed it, and they nailed it. So, awesome park. But let's let's keep it. Let's let's keep it at five out of five. Don't get controversial. In your <laughs> okay. Because once you start slipping on the the scale, once we get a sliding scale going beyond five, that's when all that's when it gets. Okay, so we'll we'll cap him then. We'll keep it at five out of five. Five out of five. And yep. the weather was perfect. So. Uh, I don't know what it was like down in Victoria, but the Bureau of Meteorology started fairly early in the week last week. Um, Fear-mongering people into thinking that there was a cyclone on the way. No. It doesn't <laughs> happen, does it? <laughs> I know, right? Um, it was pretty funny to see because we, we had a booking, I think, for breakfast for at least 30 people, um, and that was just ambassadors and, and some of their, you know, immediate family or friends that they were bringing along with them. And um, uh, Rhonda, who was organising it, did a brilliant job to herd all the cats together, um, tried to get confirmed numbers in the middle of the week. She's like, oh, look, you know, if anyone thinks they're not going to come because of the weather or for whatever reason, can you please let me know because I don't want to tell the cafe 30 people are showing up and only have half a dozen. And um, I called it like straight up. I said, look, there's not going to be a cyclone. I don't care what anyone says. You can quote me this. It's going to be a fizzer and the weather will be fine. The only reason we wouldn't show up is if the event got cancelled due to flooding. Uh, if And I said, that's if there's even any rain, um, of which there was none. I was proved absolutely 100% correct. Um, there were a bunch of people who, who sort of called it a little bit earlier and said, no, we're not going to risk it and didn't come. But the weather was magic. It wasn't even hot. So all this time I've been avoiding it because of exposure and heat. It was just a cool, quietly breezy morning perfect weather for running. I didn't have to run. Wes got um, taken off me in the pram and so Adam even got a run in which was nice and um, just got to go out and mosey along and enjoy the course. I've, I've tried to do alliteration with all the parkrun event names now so because it was Stone's Corner I was thinking well is this a stumble or is it a a stagger, so I, I think I've kind of gone with a stagger because it's sort of closer to Waddle. Um, so I had a Stones Corner stagger on the weekend and it was really nice, really nice. They actually broke their attendance record for no apparent reason, not because there was an onslaught of ambassadors, which there were, which was also awesome, but, yeah, just for no particular reason. Everyone's like, let's all go to Parkrun today and let's do it at Stones Corner. So smashed their course attendance record, handled it brilliantly, um, and yeah, great. It was breakfast probably because the Mellowback was in town. Well, nobody knew I was coming, Scotty. Okay. Really? I would have ran with it. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, but it was a great morning. Another fabulous post-park run breakfast, chatting to people. I mean, ambassadors are all good sorts. And uh, it was great to meet some of their extended families, you know, like their children and their partners and stuff like that as well, because you do a lot of work and communication with your fellow volunteers in the extended park run family. And um, to actually meet with their other halves and their kids and the people that you know also give up a lot of their time without any credit just because their partner is involved in this role. Um, that, that's always really special too. So another fabulous morning at Parkrun. Big surprise. I've gone all quiet because I don't know. The words have escaped me for how to introduce our next guest. I'm crazy excited. I know Scotty's going to be excited. It's the gentleman himself, the wearer of the propeller hat, Mr. Gary Murphy, who is organising Palm 19. He's a roving reporter. He's an event director for Highlands Park Run. Gary, welcome to the Park Run Adventures podcast as a guest. Thank you very much, Mel. Thank you, Scott. It's a, a pleasure and an honour to be on the podcast. I can let you know that. Oh, well, you've started out very well by flattering us. So thanks for that, Gary. Uh, can we start with, let's let's go to, to the first item on the agenda, which is the impending Parkrun Adventures Listener Meetup for 2019. What is on the agenda for this year? Well, it's very exciting. We're starting off on Friday night, April the 5th, at Newey Park Run. We're doing a freedom run there at the course. Uh, we're going to do that from 5.30, and we'll have a special guest do the course description there. And then afterwards, we're going over to the um, Carrington Bowls Club, which is a, only a 450-metre walk from uh, the, the finish line at Newey Park Run for a one-minute drive. Uh, Google reliably informs me. So that, that's um, for dinner and a catch-up to, to meet with people that you haven't met before and to uh, rekindle old friendships from last year's catch-up. And then Saturday in the morning is uh, Park Run at the Beaches Park Run and uh, followed by a live, live recording of the podcast by Mel and Scott. Um, and then Saturday, Saturday afternoon uh, we may have a Choose your own adventure or there'll be something that the adventurers will be doing, but we'll let you know in due course when that's happening. And Saturday evening we'll be meeting at the grain store in Newcastle and which will be the traditional dress-up meet-up or catch-up or just fun dress-up. So last year we had a great time. We had lots of different um, dress-ups if you're stuck for ideas. So we had Woody from Toy Story. We had the Mexicans from south of the border. Uh, we had Catwoman, Hawaiian shirts, we had trolls, witches. There was a, a Pat Cash or a Leighton Hewitt. I'm not quite sure, but we can clear that up. A, he was a good-looking bloke, wasn't he? He was a good-looking bloke. Good-looking rooster. He, he was blonde, so I don't think it was Pat Cash, unless it was 80s Pat Cash. <laughs> There's a few curls there too, but, um, but we'll let him back in. He was all right. There was a, a really great piglet and... Harry Potter and Hermione. So if you're stuck for ideas, that that um, that might help, or just something that's fun and um, to make. If other people look at you, they'll think, "Geez, that group are having a lot of fun." So, and if you can't get dressed up, that's fine. We just want want you there to to meet you and talk to you and share your stories. But 
if you can dress up, that would be fantastic too. And on Sunday um, in Newcastle is the new run, fun run on. So there's events from marathon, uh, there's a half, a double park run, so 10K. Um, our favourite distance, a 5K park run. And there's a, a junior park run distance to the 2Ks on uh, Sunday as well. And I know we've got at least one team in that's doing a um, three in a team covering the marathon distance. So if anybody's up for that and wants to get a team together, they can jump on the, the new run website and get involved in that. I might be eyeing off that 2K race. <laughs> I might, uh, might have a crack at that. Might might get a first finish at that event. But, Gary, let's take it back to last year. You came to us with the idea, have this listener meet-up. Mel and I were, were very, we weren't sceptical, but we were probably pants that nobody would actually show up um, but we went along with it and we're so glad that we did because we had a great time so what we want to do is we want to make sure there's more people coming this year or at least as many that came last year um, and it's it's a great opportunity to meet other parkrun adventurers isn't it and, and you mentioned it there that just come along on saturday night or come along to the dinners um, because we're just going to talk parkrun and touring and it's going to be lots of fun yeah so i i enjoy podcasts i really love podcasts and um one of the podcasts i listen to is the have geeks and um that's an american podcast and they talk about aviation obviously from all around the world and they had they had a um uh, australian desk so they had people from australia where they talked about australian aviation but one of the things that they did was every year they meet up at the Smithsonian in Washington. And so they get together and they talk to people from the industry and, and people come along that uh, friends of the fod- podcast, I guess you'd call it. And I thought, well, geez, that'd be really great for um, the adventurers. And I put it to Scotty and Mel and, and you guys are really keen. And, and we put it out there and, and we got about 20 people come along to um, Shell Harbour Park Run. And Brendan Scholarly was really great, the event director there, and, and helped us out a lot and um, made it really great. And it was just a really good chance to meet up with fellow park runners and adventurers and, and the people from Shell Harbour Park Run. And it was just a really, I don't know, it was not park run on steroids, but it was just a really great opportunity to meet people that are passionate about park run. And you, you were at a place where, like I'm sure a lot of the people listening will go out to functions where they want to talk about parkrun and they feel guilty about talking about it because people won't know what they're talking about. It was a safe place, wasn't it? And it was a safe place to talk about parkrun, yeah. Yeah, no discrimination, no no blowback if you just wanted to bang on about parkrun for the next 15, 20 hour, two hours. Yeah, there, and there was plenty of that. It was really good. And to meet people from different parkruns and um, share stories was just fantastic. So this year we're hoping to get I think we had probably about 20, maybe 25 come last year. So if we could get more than that, that'd be great. And I'm sure after everybody hearing about how great last year was that um, they'll want to come along and we'd welcome them to come along because we want to meet them. And um, it's good to put a, a face to names that you see on the on the Facebook page and, um, and, and meet people. And it's a good excuse um, then to go and meet them at their park run and try their park run. So. Yeah, it's a, it's a great thing. So we'd encourage anybody that, that can make it to come along. It's definitely one of those weekends where, and you, you talked about in the afternoon on the Saturday, there may be a choose your own adventure or, or something else to sort of opt in to take part in. 
But the whole weekend is kind of a choose your own adventure because if you want to go to the dinners, you can and skip the freedom runs. If you just want to do the running parts, you can. Like nobody is obliged to do anything um, that they don't want to do and you can just pick and choose which parts. And you can come along just for all the Saturday stuff if you're a local and you can't uh, quite fit in what's happening for the rest of the weekend and all that sort of thing too. So it works really well in that way. You mentioned, Gary, uh, that there's going to be a special guest who's providing the pre-run brief on Friday afternoon, which is a bit exciting. But I don't know if everybody knows that there's at least four confirmed roving reporters who are going to be in attendance this year, which is up on, I think we had two of you there last year. So that's like, is that 50% or 100% increase? I'm not great with the maths. I'm, I'm going 50 but I'm, but I'm the same as you, Mel. I'm not good on the math either. <laughs> I think I think it might be 100. 100, yeah. 100. It could be 200%, you know, if you, if you multiply. Yeah, okay. Obviously, maths is not any of our strong points. This is not the maths podcast. <laughs> it is not. It is not. It's the Parkrun Adventurers podcast. And I did like how you mentioned that it was, it was a safe space too, Scotty, because, um, you know, you do see people, even now, out there in the world when you talk to them about parkrun and their eyes glaze over after about five minutes <laughs> of enthusiastic chat and this is not the crowd where that happens. You know, you can show up not knowing anyone and the whole weekend is going to be magic because parkrun adventurers are just friends you haven't met yet. Perfect. I like that, Mel. That's, that's, a, that's the exact way to put it. I um. I can't describe how last year was. Like everybody that's listening loves parkrun, and it's just an extra addition to your parkrun. And like you said, it's a great. Um, you don't that you don't have to come to every event. If you just come to parkrun, or you just want to come to dinner, or just want to meet Mel and Scott, or you want to meet someone that you've met or you know met online but not actually met them physically, it's um it's a great opportunity to to do that. So yeah, it, it it'll be a great weekend. It really will, and such a unique. Parkrun too to run all on on the beach at the beaches will be something that not many people have done, and um, we we had a taste of it at uh, Shell Harbour. So that, that I think that's probably why we've picked the beaches this year, um, because it's such a uh, like I said, such a unique parkrun. Also, a windy parkrun. <laughs> One of the challenges. So we record the podcast live as well, yeah. and last year we had some challenges with the wind, and this year we've somehow managed to choose to do it by the beach again but we'll work through that um, and we're all looking forward to getting to the beaches we didn't say it was an outdoor live podcast though did we well the, um, it's going to be outdoors we don't uh, know. Sonia Pullman and the event team at the beaches have been really great they've been helping me quite a lot and um, they've got access to the surf club so if um, worst comes to worst and we need to access the surf club they've got a, um, a spot for us there to so watch you guys do the do the recording, and and we'll be out of the weather there. I don't know if, if people want to go back and look at the beaches um, uh, uh, Facebook page or even uh, the Parkrun Adventures listener page. Um, we put a video up there of um, last week or the week before when the the tide was right up and they were right up uh, up right at the top of the beach. So the the weather might be a factor, but we just got to. Pray to the parkrun gods that it'll be a good day. I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. I'm learning something uh, every moment of this interview. Thanks, Gary. Now, I want to learn something a bit about Highlands Parkrun that I don't already know. 
because you're the event director out there, you share it with the lovely Sue. Um, I, I, if I was to review it now, five out of five, guaranteed. Tell us a little bit about Highlands and tell me something that I don't know. Surprise me, Gary. Ooh. Um, Jeez. We, we had a trick at Trestle, but you knew that. So that's not a surprise. Yeah. Was, that, was that a one-week only thing? <laughs> it was a one-week only. Um, and we, we've, had, we've had quite a few. We had uh, Zoe Ellis come and did her statesmanship at Highlands. And um, so we had a Zoe zone that week. That was really good. And one of our birthdays, we had, we've got a tiny little bush in one corner of the park. So that was the, the bushy park run corner. So we like to we like to name some of the um, sections of the course from time to time, but um, we're a, we're a three lap course in the north of Melbourne, probably about forty minutes north of Melbourne, and a lot of people don't like the lap courses, but it's really great for us because the volunteers get to see the runners three times, and and the runners get to or the walkers and the runners get to be encouraged three times, so it's it, it's really great in that way. Um, and we're coming up in May to our sixth birthday, so we're looking forward to that. And we're just working on what our theme will be for this year, and we're excited about that. So, yeah, so it's going really well at, um, at Highlands, and um, we love it. Coming up on your sixth birthday, and you just broke the course attendance record recently, I don't think we've done that at my home event for about four years. So that's really impressive. How much sort of time and effort went into promoting the Bring a Friend Day? It was really funny. We didn't really put a lot of effort into it. We just put up a post on, on Facebook and we wanted to have a crack at the at the record and we thought that um, we might go close the week before um, we'd gone close and um, and then we actually broke the record before the Bring a Friend Day and we were a bit disappointed that we'd broken it that weekend, but it was great. And then, um, and then we had the Bring a Friend Day and it was really great that people brought people that they didn't think would want to come and they just encouraged them to come along and, and yeah, we broke it. I've just found it here, 281 we got. Um, so it was – and it was really good because the team, um, the volunteer team handled it really well and we didn't know if um, we'd have any issues, but we didn't. It actually ran really smoothly. So um, we've got a really great team of uh, run directors and, and volunteers. So, um, yeah, we're really pleased with how it went. I think that's hilarious that you <laughs> – you were disappointed you broke the attendance record the week before <laughs> because it's like you, you're trying to save it for the following week. I know it was funny. It was like an, an anti-climax, but um, and then we broke it again. So it was really, um, it was really nice to do that in in you know in that couple of weeks. It was great. Now, Gary, you mentioned that the course is a three lapper, but but what does one lap consist of? Like, is it shady? Is it flat? You have you got undulations? Run, run me through a lap of the course. Okay, so we we meet at Park Run Pagola. We've named it, um, and we do our run briefing there, and then we walk a short distance over to the lake, and we all start by a, um, a tree there at the start, and we head in a um, clockwise direction around our lake, and it's all concrete. And once we get around the other side of the lake, um, there's a section. It's only one little hill that we've got, and we call it Bill's Hill. And it's named after one of our park runners who, um, when we did a redesign of the course because we, we had too many people at the start and we needed to change that. And so Bill Page uh, is a 85, 89 age group park runner. Um, he measured our course for us, so we named the course after, after Bill. 
So, so it's a short little hill and then it's a, a gravel section after Bill's Hill and then we run down um, the back straight, which is all slightly downhill to um, another corner, which brings us back to uh, the pergola, and that's about a mile uh, a lap. So and then we do another two laps of that of that course, and we we only need one marshal up on Bill's Hill, and and it's really great because we can see probably two thirds of the of the course. There's only one section um, that you can't see from from the pergola, so the, the volunteers that are uh, scanning or timing can see most of the park run for most of the time it's an absolute cracking event as i've said on this podcast before and it's where i got my start um, i'm bummed that our, our time together never really crossed over there gary i think i was leaving when you were coming but never mind i've got a question though so you mentioned that it's 40 minutes north of melbourne so do you get many tourists so if you're coming into melbourne i reckon the parkrun adventurers and the parkrun tourists probably hit up albert park and they go to parkville the ones that are easy to get to so i'm curious do you get many people actually visiting out to highlands from interstate and internationally it's funny because we're pretty close to the airport but i think we don't really get a lot of tourists we do get a few but i think um we're in the suburb of Craigieburn in Melbourne's north and we're actually called Highlands Park Run. So it was when Stocklands um, started the park run there or helped to start the park run, they wanted to name Highlands after the estate. So that's why we're Highlands Park Run. So I think people see Highlands and are not quite sure where that suburb is. So we don't get a lot. We get a lot of people that are coming to visit friends and they'll, um, they'll come and visit with their friends because they're, they're close by when they're staying with them. But, um, yeah, we don't get a lot of a lot of tourists uh, come along to Highlands. But if, if you're hearing this, please come along because we love having the tourists. It's really great. We get really excited when, the, when they come along. Well, we can't wait to see you again at Palm 19 in just a few short weeks, Gary. You were the first person who wore a kilt to a park run that I was also at. So you will always hold a special place in my heart. Uh, I can't wait to see what your fancy dress is this year. Last year you were, I don't want to call you an Oompa Loompa, but you were wearing an orange suit, which was magnificent. And more people need to have those sorts of things in their wardrobe, just in general rotation. So I, I can't wait to see what you get out at the fancy dress on the Saturday night as well. Thank you for joining us on the podcast this week. I have You have definitely got me extra excited for Palm 19. Um, it's going to be upon us before we know it. So we hope as many people join us as possible and come meet the amazing Gary Murphy because he truly is a legend of parkrun. Well, I, I am excited about my costume, Mel. So thank you for mentioning that. It is palm related. So I'm really looking forward to getting there to get that out. And thank you to you and Scott for all that you do for the podcast and Parkrun and uh, much appreciated and looking forward to seeing everyone and meeting new people at Palm 19 in Newcastle. Howdy Parkrunners, it's Toc reporting in for the Channel 5 News crew. This week, Jack and I have ventured up to the lovely Mildura the sky around me is a beautiful shade of blue. We're on the banks of the Murray. This place is gorgeous. I'm sitting here with the co-event directors, Greg and Nicole, and I'll get you guys to tell us a little bit about the course. So, Nicole, do you want to start off and tell us a little bit about your course? 
Oh, I think it's an amazing truck. It follows the beautiful river along and, um, well, they say Mildura is a pretty flat track, but I reckon we found a all right little hill to get up near the homestead there and, yeah, I love it. Yep. Uh, Greg, some of the um, things, it's one of those courses that you run along and stop and take photos, which I always love a course that's like that. You know, down through the lock area and that, you've got a beautiful course out here. Yeah, magnificent. I think it's got to be part of our run director, uh, event director briefing is eyes up because you're just taking some magnificent scenery i run that track a lot it's part of my running schedule and i'm guilty i don't look up and yeah you've got to do it it's magnificent and one of the things i found probably the most incredible is traveling around park runs you see launches you see a fairly big crowd turn up and then in the weeks after you see that little bit of a a drop off Uh, what's the secret of mildura we've got week three you set an attendance record you jump your figures by about 10% and we've just had week four and you've set another attendance record and it's gone up another 10% on last week. That's amazing. I've never seen a park run that set attendance records in week three and four. I think we're, we're a good community. I think we try to give people a good time. Every, every park run I've been to has been really friendly and I think we've just tried to you know mimic that a little bit, make, make people feel special from the first runner to the, the last runner. Um, be encouraging with people people go away with good stories and and come back that's not it's no secret and i think it's what park run does and you you really are building that community just once again the number of people that sat around at the finish line once they finished chatting i had a couple of um, older gentlemen come up and talk to me and they said they didn't know people at Mildura until Park Run started and he said he now knows different people around he's lived here for a while um, to have achieved that four weeks into an event it's amazing it's, uh, it's really reflective of the community that you're building around Park Run um, Can I just say on that I can relate because I only moved here last year and so I didn't know anyone and we were just talking about the fact that the event team, all the RDs, we didn't really know each other at all um, before this and the team that we've got, the regulars we got from when we first put out the AOI interest and say hey we're thinking of starting a park run here like that same core group of people have rocked up pretty much each week and just yeah they're really um supportive and just word of mouth these are just spreading so it's been fantastic for like us personally not knowing many people in the area as well it's been a huge thing for us uh, typically when you you look at new events starting you look at the results each week and you see a lot of people with you know 150 finishes and 70 finishes it's people touristing around Mildura's results are really exceptional at we're at week four and you look at the results and it's people that have done two and three park runs. So you've brought a whole new community into park run. Last week, I think there was only a couple of people that had done more than 20 park runs out of 220 finishes. That's just amazing that you've been able to bring so many people into a community so quickly. We'd, we'd love to hope we can sustain that and it's going to be fun. I suppose at week 50 we'll have some milestones. We might have some long pre-event briefings when we're coming up to that because there's going to be some milestones but that's great it's wonderful to see so many people coming back and so many families as well and that was my focus when I said to Greg you know if had I been setting this up um, at a different time in my life you know I probably would have chosen a different track and done things a bit differently but the family focus was just huge for me and it's been so good to see so many kids and kids that I can't jolly keep up with down on the track they're out there having a ball <laughs> and I think that community thing as well we're having people 
already sort of apologised, saying, oh, I can't make it this week, I'm really sorry. And it's like, <laughs> well, that's fine, <laughs> no worries at all. There's that you unwritten know. code, you have to come and treat. No, yeah, not at all. Yeah. You've joined the cult, you must attend. <laughs> <laughs> Well, guys, welcome to Park Run. It's a beautiful course. This is an absolutely stunning course. I've loved coming up here, and uh, congrats on what you've already built around the town. Well done. Uh, thanks, Doc. Thank thanks, Doc and Jackie. Thanks yeah, for visiting. Thanks we really appreciate your support. Hello, we're at uh, Yowie Park Run, and I'm with L. L. <laughs> Elle, what, what brought you to Yowie today? Well, we've come for a bit of parkrun tourism today. So we've uh, got a few people that want to tick off their parkrun alphabet and why being Yowie parkrun. We thought it was perfect to come up here. It is just such a stunning parkrun too. It is. And you, um, you seem to have a few teams of people, a few different shirts. We do. So we're here for Rundown Under Day. So helping to raise money for defibrillators for parkrun. But we're also with Girls Run This Town. So a women's running group um, based on the north side of Brisbane. Okay. We're, about, we're on the north side. Uh, around the Moreton Bay region. So heavily based in North Lakes though. Okay. Beautiful. And how many parkruns have you done? Uh, I'm in the 140 okay, getting region. Up. Yeah, getting up there, and my kids are in the 80s. So. And what got you into parkrun in the first place? Is, is there something else you do on a Saturday morning? <laughs> like, really? <laughs> Did you, you know? used to do something else? <laughs> no, no, no. Um, it's just been a habit we've gotten into, and we hope that the kids think it's completely normal that this is what you do. Yeah, it is. It's a good, healthy thing to do. It is, and a fabulous community. And it doesn't matter which parkrun you go to, you can have a chat to anyone, muck in at the last minute, and take some photos if necessary. It's just great. Okay, beautiful. <laughs> thank you very much. No worries. Thank you. Okay, I'm now with Esther, who is the, uh, are you the event director? Or one of two? One or two run, run director. Yep. Okay, and I believe you actually started Yowie. Uh... Well, actually oh. my son initially, and then um, we got together with another lady, Sarah, who's now running the Lookout Milk Bar. She went overseas, and I continued with my son, Joshua, and myself, and then Charlie came on board about three weeks later and the three of us have just gone with it oh, I've to noticed. get it up right. And it's yeah. done really well. So this is week four of yes, Yowie? Yes, yes. Okay. But we have um, been running it uh, since June last year at a non-professional park run, um, getting our numbers up and getting the word out there about park run. Um, and we've changed the course many times. <laughs> and, um, yeah, just getting it out in the paper and in the community. And it's now, this is our fourth official Yowie Park okay. Run. And, yeah, it's building each week. And we should say uh, Yowie is in Kilcoy. And Kilcoy is not really the biggest of towns, but you've got a really good turnout and yeah. a good group of volunteers. Oh, yes. It, it's, it's lovely to see. And each week we're building on that. Um, our, our launch day we had 228 and that's just fantastic we had the mayor and Cheryl the one of our councillors come and um, that brought many people so it was lovely no it's very good and people in today enjoyed the run as well oh yes and oh, we no? yeah, and we had um, the run down under crew and that brought our numbers up and it was yeah. fantastic to see in there fundraising to get a defibrillator i think yes. for a park run that doesn't have one which so. i'm glad to say i did see yowie has got a, a defib yes yes thank you that has not been used no better, yeah yeah i don't ever wish to use it so <laughs> and I, I better 
just asked this. Um, Yowie, for anyone who doesn't know, what is a Yowie? It, it's a mythical Aboriginal creature. Um, that's as far as I know at the moment. So. <laughs> okay, uh, so for anyone who does visit Kingaroy, Yowie Park Run is in Yowie Park. Yes. And there is a, uh, a statue of a mythical Yowie. Yes, that's right. Yes. So um, you may see him, you may not. <laughs> but he was here on the launch, so he knows when to thank come. You. <laughs> thank you. Okay, look, thank you very much uh, yeah, for an enjoyable day. Clouds have come out. I wish that was the case about uh, 30 minutes ago. Yes. Because it, was warm, but, no, it feels great now. All right. Okay. Thank you, David. Thank you. Thank you. And we had Toc at Mildura Weir chatting to the EDs there, which is very cool. Thanks, Toc. And Dave Moss checking in from Yowie Parkrun, where he also spoke to one of the co-EDs and a Parkrun adventurer, L. Love your work, gentlemen. You know, I've been to Mildura. We had a summer holiday there couple of years ago it's stinking hot but the whole time I was there I was planning out this park run and I think they run where I ran so I'm kind of taking credit for the success of Mildura Weir Park Run because it's been a massive success so you planted the seed in the ether didn't actually tell anyone about this course alleged course look I'm an influencer okay and if I just go for a run it influences other people to create an event <laughs> They want to follow in your footsteps. You know I've got such a big ego, Mel, this week? Just this week? No, <laughs> I don't. You know why I'm coming off as a complete wanker this week? Tell me. Let's go to the flashback segment and it will all become clear. So this week we are flashing back to the 12th of January. We are slowly catching up in time to where we actually are now. And 12th of January was an adventure weekend for both of us, Scotty. Where were you? I was down at the sunny Inverloch that wasn't actually sunny on the day I was there, chasing my I for my alphabet challenge. Where were you? I was at Mansfield, Queensland. Surprisingly enough, in Queensland. So there's three Mansfields, I think. Is that the, that's the event that has three different. There's one in the US, one in the UK. And obviously the best one down here. Well, that makes four because we've got one in Queensland. If there's one in the US as well as one in the UK. Oh, our one down here is called Mansfield Botanic. Yeah, no, but... So there's a bit of a difference. Oh, okay. Anyway, well, tell us about the one in Queensland. Well, no, I want to know why your ego's so big. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we go to Inverloch and our old mate Toc, who we've just heard from, that's his event. And he put... He, he wasn't there, so I've got it. Um, didn't get a chance to experience uh, Inverloch with the man himself because it was the weekend of a big trail running event down here in Victoria. But Inverloch was pumping. Lots of tourists in town. It was in holiday season. It's um, it's by the beach. So there's a big crowd. And Toc had pre-warned them that I was going to be there because I'd reached out to him. I said, oh, are you going to be there around that weekend? Let's, let's catch up. So during the pre-event briefing... They, they said, we've got a celebrity with us. We've got a celebrity. He walks amongst us. They used the C word. Yeah, they did. They did. And then they introduced me to just lots of him. <laughs> and um, looking around to see like it. How awkward was that? <laughs> Mel, it was a month ago. It was over a month ago. I think I put my hand up and just acknowledged it. And then people go, oh, yeah. Right. So that was, that was my takeaway from Mimberlock. Also, had, I had... Had a nice little run there, pushed it a little bit, 
and I was pre-warned going down, Mel, that it, it's it's Inverloch and it's by the beach, but you can't see the beach because um, there's bushes and there's trees covering the beach. But I saw a lot of beach when I was riding Did you? Because you do have a habit of not seeing water where water <laughs> is. <laughs> apparently, apparently. Um, but no, at Inverloch, I definitely saw water. I definitely saw sand. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great little run. It's a fast run. No hills whatsoever. And you got your eye for your alphabet. Yeah. Intentionally, as it were. Intentionally. Yeah, so we were sort of in, halfway in between. There's an event called Coonwara that's got some big wraps on it. It's got lots of bridges, which we know that I'm, I'm keen to run across a bridge or two. You're rather partial. Yep. And it was actually, I think it was closer to us where, where we were actually staying. But we were chasing the eye. We, we wanted the eye. The, the trickets were all together and we this was our only opportunity. And we got it. We got our K. We got a few Ks. Don't need any more Ks. <laughs> but it's always sunny at Inverloch too. It's definitely on my must-do list. Goodness only knows what I'm going to get down there. And Mansfield, Queensland, take us back. Mansfield, Queensland was a lovely course. So where whereabouts it's situated, it's actually sort of runs the, the event. Well, it starts in a park, which is another great park. Wes rates it highly, just so you know. Um, heaps of space for everybody to, to mill about and, and socialise afterwards. And it, um, it runs for the majority of the course along Bulimba Creek, which is a very long creek because it also is home to two other parkrun events. It's got Minipee and Wishart, you know, sort of if you zoom out, it's like there's one parkrun and you go further down the creek and there's another parkrun and you go further down the creek and there's a third. So uh, it was the second of the three that um, we had done along the Bulimba Creek and it was lovely and shady. The The pre-event brief, like the first time is brief where they sort of explain the course. And I'll be honest, I don't usually listen very much because I'm not going to be at the front. You know, directionally, all i got to do is follow the people in front of me. But this particular time I listened and it's like, oh, yeah, and you, you do this and you follow there and et cetera, et cetera, and you turn around at the paperbark tree. And I'm like, oh, well, that'll be easy to remember. I love paperbark trees. But the tree that we turned around, I'm pretty sure that wasn't a paperback tree. So um, I don't know if my botanic knowledge and horticulture is letting me down and that was some species of paperback tree. Probably not super important. It was fairly obvious it was the tree to turn around anyway because there were cones and it was a well-worn path. But, yeah, I just thought that was an interesting um, descriptor for it. Uh Anyway, yeah, fabulous event. The event directors, both very friendly, um, met them after the event and they, they followed, well, they didn't follow us, but they returned the visitation favour the following week and came and visited us at Kiwana. But that's for another flashback. Let's catch up with the parkrun calendar in Australia. And we've got a launch this week at the Narramine Wetlands in New South Wales. Also got a few anniversaries. Yep. <laughs> We've done this before, Mel. We know what comes next. But the anniversary is in Kalia in WA. Largs Bay in South Australia. 
Now, Plantation's back on the calendar. Remember, we mentioned them a couple of weeks ago, but they were underwater. We did. Is it their actual anniversary that they're going to celebrate? They're celebrating it this weekend, yes. They're back in town. Excellent. They're back up and running, so they're going to celebrate this week. So Happy to hear it. And there's also another one in Queensland, White Rock, that we'll be celebrating this weekend. Mel, I want to talk, as we finish up one, 147 of the Parkrun Adventurers, I want to talk podcasts. Okay. I want to get uh, – I've done this a few times on the pod, on the pod in, in the past and it doesn't really go very well, so I want to try it one more time. I want to get some iTunes reviews. Oh, okay. Because they're usually pretty good. People <laughs> that listen to us like us. Like – Refused to use this app did in January 2019. Thanks to Mel and Scotty and all the guests, you are part of my podcast family. Five stars, thumbs up emoji. Oh, that's nice. The next one's even better. It is. We actually got we got a rating. Like there were five stars, but there was also a ten out of ten recommended. Wasn't enough. So that's that's like the title of it. Um, it's not like one out of five dentists. It's 10 out of 10 recommend. So, But the comment itself actually says, I could not get enough of this podcast. It's the best. There's lots of exclamation marks. Thank you so much, Mel and Scott, for the laughs and all things Parkrun. It is quite nice reading nice things about us, isn't it, Scotty? It is. So we'll stop there. But we want to hear, we want, we want more. So pop along to iTunes. We, I know I mixed things up last week. I did some some background work and changed some settings and whatever. But I think everyone still managed to find the podcast this week. The downloads were still consistent. Okay, that's good to know. We didn't lose yes. too many people in the technology translation. We're sharing the podcast space now with a big name. And um, we've, we've liked in the past to recommend other podcasts for you to check out. There's a There's a man... Going by the name of Ron Burgundy. Remember him? Mel? I do. I know Ron Burgundy. Wow. He's trying to muscle in on our turf and he's put out the Ron Burgundy podcast. <gasps> it's worth a listen. Yeah. I think you'll enjoy it. I'm mentioning it because I think our listeners will enjoy it. Well, I'm intrigued. What is what's it about? <laughs> well, I listened to it today, and it's um they had their Christmas episode. Oh, awesome! <laughs> Christmas memories in February, <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, you know, you think Ron Burgundy and all the issues that he's going to tackle. Um, one of his early guests, Deepak Chopra. Wow. Okay, <laughs> one of his early guests. So, so he's not he's not starting entry level. We need some more reviews, I guess, yeah, to try and compete. So what have you got? Have you got any recommendations? I'm putting on the spot here. I didn't tell you that I was going to do this. but Podcast recommendations? Yeah. Um, have, we, have we talked about this before? Because I don't want to repeat ground that I've gone over. Well, then just give us a new one then. Well, what if I don't have a new one? Then say I don't have a new one and we'll wrap up episode 147. Okay, but I can't remember if we've talked about this on the pod or if it's off the pod talk. Can you remember if I've recommended Blank Check with Griffin and David before? No, not on or off. So tell me about it. Okay, so Griffin and David 
have this podcast series called Blank Check. And basically it's about, um, they, they do, you'll like this because it's kind of seasons, it's serialized. Uh, they do a series of podcast episodes on a particular director who has been given what they deem to be a blank check to just go make whatever the hell they want due to earlier successes in their career. Um, so one one example would be um, the Wachowski siblings, you know, effectively were given a blank check and based on the matrix effectively. Um, and, yeah, they, they do all different directors and they go through and they do the whole back catalogue of all their films and they watch it. Um, it's definitely a spoiler alert thing. Don't listen if you haven't seen the film and you don't want to know pretty much everything that happens because each episode goes for like two hours or the length of the film. I think they actually did a series on, on the Star Wars movies and the actual series of podcasts went for longer than the series of movies. And they did the same with Titanic as well uh, when they were talking about James Cameron. But it's fantastic if you've seen a particular film that you really enjoyed or something that you hated. You can listen to these guys and they're really funny and um, very entertaining and engaging. So that's that's my pick. Not podcast related, I mean park run related, not running related, even remote, remotely. But um, good entertainment value nonetheless. Perfect, Mel. We're not one-dimensional here on the Parkrun Adventurers. I mean, it's Oscars week. This could be the Oscars episode. So it's very timely. Well, there you go. I'm going to end the show singing Shallow. Are you? You want to do a duet? I'm putting you on the spot again. I'll do the Gaga bits. (laughs) You'll do the Gaga bits. (laughs) Because she's got the big bit. She's got the big, you know, where it crescendos and she gets to scream at it. I think you're just saying that. So I have to do the Bradley Cooper parts and he starts first. <laughs> and you're not sure I'll, I'll go all the way through with it. Okay. Well, let's try. Let's test it out. Have you got the lyrics in front of you? Or do you know them off by heart? I may have listened to this song on Spotify a little bit, possibly saw their oscar performance on youtube a couple of times um but no i'm shy scotty i can't i I don't do the solos i only sing when i've got the roving reporters to back me up and we're all there together as a team and a chorus so what you're saying is we're going to sing it at palm 19 yes let's do some random karaoke possibly not while we're recording the podcast but at some point over the weekend, we should totally sing Shallow. <laughs> okay. That's enticing. Like if that if the rest of the podcast didn't sell it to you, that's got to. Come to the live recording at the beaches on the Saturday after park run. I don't know. Do you reckon that might scare people off? <laughs> <laughs> it might have a detrimental reverse effect than what we were hoping. Everyone loves that song, Mel. Doesn't matter who sings it, everyone loves that song. Okay. And I will do the Bradley Cooper bits and Scotty will do the Lady Gaga bits. Got a month to practice. It's going to be special.